Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Hey, what I want to get into in this episode is the idea that with some recent inflation and economic data, essentially some glimpses of optimism that we saw earlier in, in the year have started to fade. And so, you know, if you think about where we started the year, we had, as we got the December inflation report, things were looking pretty good, especially the last quarter of uh, last year, 2022, when inflation, uh, CPI and PPI both sort of fell a lot. And so that was, you know, kind of fueling discussion, the Fed may pause, and and ultimately we saw almost like a leaning into our, our bull case scenario where equity markets moved higher uh, quickly and interest rates fell. Um, and then, you know, we've seen some firmer data recently that have kind of reversed some of that. So let's jump into it a little bit. Basically, the way I would think about it is uh, things in some ways, um, or one important uh, point was the January CPI and PPI reports. that, And they were both, I would call them firm. So the January CPI, for example, was up half a percent. And that was in line with expectations, but again, that's a bit higher than what we saw in the latter part of last year. And if you think about the, the math of that, half a percent would translate, if that went every single month, to something well over 6% annualized inflation. So that's obviously a high number. In any event, uh, the January PPI was up 0.7%, and, uh, and that was higher than the expectations, the uh, consensus of, of 0.4%. And so... You know, that was sort of a, a, a little bit of negative news on the inflation front. Um, what, uh, what we also saw was a sort of uh, some adjustments to the seasonal data, the data we look at month to month in CPI and PPI in, um, in the, uh, for 2022. So think of it as a, a refreshed release where things were moved around and the full year was the same. But, uh, but ultimately that st- sort of cooling fourth quarter, the numbers actually went up a little bit. So to give you the the specifics, the three-month average uh, uh, through December, so three months ended December, the monthly average, um, before the adjustment, it was basically 0.15. That actually annualizes to an annual rate of 1.8%, so that's actually below the Fed's 2% target. Uh, when they made their adjustments, they actually... Uh, increase the, the last quarter in such a way that the, the average uh, for the months, three months ended December went up to 0.27. So that actually annualizes to about a 3.3% number. And, um, and so again, a, a bit above the Fed's 2% target. Not to make too much of this, but think of it as just a little bit of data that shows that inflation hadn't really cooled as much as possible. And we saw a similar um, kind of increase on the PPI. Uh, but both of the numbers before and after were still pretty muted. So the original three-month average was 0.03%. That went up to 0.13. So still pretty muted PPI in uh, the three months ended December. But, of course, we made, they made up for that with the January print of 0.7. So anyway, think of it as firming uh, or firm um, inflation, uh, which has uh, been one input to the market. And it, it does... Uh, cause us to take a look, for example, at um, the uh, the number of hikes that are being expected from the Fed. So let's dive into that a little bit. 
When we go back uh, to December and the Fed issuing its summary of economic projections or its SEP, basically in, in that publication, they showed a dot plot where the median, if you will, uh, sort of uh, anticipated peak rate at the end of 23 um, was essentially three hikes higher than where things were then. And so, of course, we had one hike uh, earlier in the year uh, of 25 basis points. So think of it as the Fed uh, expecting there's going to be two more in 2023 based upon that SEP. When we look back to the beginning of the year and our forecasts as well as the uh, actions implied by Fed Fund's futures, um, essentially we expected two hikes to occur at a quarter point each. And uh, one of the occurred, so we have, we, by that measure, we have one left. Now, since the Fed meeting, now the Fed hiked rates a quarter point. They kind of signaled uh, some mixed information. Basically, hey, we're going to keep going, but also we're seeing some uh, uh, things happen in terms of inflation cooling a little bit. Um, and they, you know, sort of acknowledged that inflation was getting better. Uh, sort of that messaging from that meeting, coupled with a little bit of additional uh, strong data in the employment area and labor, caused Fed funds futures to move a little bit. And uh, think of it as anticipating one more hike. So now Fed fund futures expect, Fed funds futures expect a total of three hikes for the year, one being done, we have two left. And then finally, uh, when we got that uh, firm inflation report um, in the middle of February, for January, um, that was another signal to the market. And Fed funds futures move, moved even further so now implying a total of four quarter point hikes for the full year, one being done, that means we have three left. So think of it as the market anticipating uh, the Fed to go higher for longer uh, than maybe where, where things were, what they thought, what market participants thought at the beginning of the year. Now, as it relates to uh, the markets anyway, um, as I mentioned, you, you know, some of the thing, that cooling inflation that we saw and some other things caused investors to be pretty optimistic in January. January, uh, for example, the S&P 500 was up 6.3%. The 10-year Treasury fell to a, a low during that month of 3.37. And as I alluded to, this leans a little bit into our bull case scenario. But then with all that we've just discussed, the idea of a firmer inflation, a slight adjustment to the numbers in fourth quarter, um, this anticipation that the Fed's going to act uh, more in terms of increasing rates, that optimism has been fading. So, for example, the S&P 500 is now off 1.8% so far in February when the, the 10-year Treasury rate is actually uh, approaching 4%. And in, in subtle ways, it, it's at least leaning towards our bear case scenario. Now, what I would say is, hey, when we think about this swing from positive to negative, this is actually something we've kind of anticipated, the idea of uncertainty and, if you will, volatility being present in the environment in the first half of the year. We think some data is going to come in. It's going to be viewed very positively. Other data will come in. It'll be viewed pretty negatively. And that's going to cause us to move around a little bit in the first half, but as we see things unfold, we, we think inflation cools a bit. The Fed gets increasingly comfortable about talking about pausing. That'll give investors a sense of finding balance, and that will be positive for the environment, in our view, especially in the second half of the year. 
So, hey, that's what I wanted to cover in this episode. So, again, just to review, we basically uh, had some positive things going on early in the year that led to the market getting uh, uh, reacting pretty positively, leaning into our bull case scenario. But then with some firm inflation data um, and some other things, essentially, we, we're ex- now seeing the market expect more Fed funds rate hikes than were originally uh, anticipated. That leads to that optimism fading. And, uh, and we're swinging a little bit to at least towards our bear case scenario. So uh, that's what we wanted to cover. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.